Hello and welcome to Case Reopened, the number one Detective Conan rewatch podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Shreese, and this, this is a podcast. Hi, Colleen. Hi. How are you? I've got the intro. I'm a little rusty. Oh, it's all good. A, li- a little bit of variety. Never hurt anyone. So, we're covering Detective Conan, episode 215, The Bay of Revenge, part one. This originally aired November 27th, 2000. Uh, Conan really hypes up this episode. He says, today is filled with suspense. You know, all those Conan episodes that don't have suspense. That's right. Those really, like, boring, kind of run-of-the-mill episodes. Like, I'm are you, really glad Are you just we- naming uh, Detective Boys episodes? You're <laughs> a hater. <laughs> I I have my preferences. You're like, ugh, are they gonna be in a forest with cute bears this time? That bear As was adorable. If. The cub, oh my gosh, we need to see him more often. And uh, Conan then basically gives a spoiler here as he says, two incidents at a faraway place. I forgot that. So uh, when the big twist came at the end of the episode, I was like, ooh. <laughs> That's good. So... Obviously, um, it didn't. This opening did not make an impression on you. So, uh, before we begin, I want to thank our new Patreon supporter, Kitty Kudo. What a name! Yes, it's very fitting. What do you think that is, Colleen? Do you think it's like, like on that '70s show, the mom's name is Kitty? So is it like Jimmy Kudo's wife, Kitty Kudo? Oh, okay. Or is it like a kitty cat named Kudo? So, like, you dress up a little kitty, you give him, like, the dorky glasses and the school outfit, you get, like, part his hair like a nerd, and then you put you, you put the paw up of the cat, <laughs> you, you go, one truth prevails. That'd well, be cute. yeah. So, I think the first one that you mentioned is a bit of a stretch, as much as I want the second one to be true. I you think- just think it's a stretch? Because you're like, uh, because Ron would be his wife, it wouldn't be Kitty Kudo, come well, on. Well, obviously, I don't know what you're what if, on about. Okay, maybe Messing it's not the one like, true pairing. maybe it's not the pairing, maybe it's like just, her name is Kitty, I don't know, I'm just... That's what I'm thinking, I'm thinking this person, think? you know... How many has... people's name is Kitty, though? Well, I don't know if this is like their formal name, How I'm thinking it's a nickname. of a name... <laughs> I'm typing this in the Google, and it auto-completes to how common of a name is Adolf. Like, why is Hitler always on the brain? All right, uh, Kitty. I feel like people are like, I want to name my kid Adolf, but is that going to be too stigmatizing? Oh, okay. So apparently it's a nickname for Catherine. Yeah. Okay, you're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I was thinking. I don't know about you with your kitty and pointing fingers and wearing bow ties. Wouldn't that be cute? It would be cute. Okay, I like that. Out of all the three Catherine, options, Catherine, maybe even a Kathy or even a Katie. Yeah, it's any one of those. Could okay. be a dude, but I, I don't know. Let's see. That's Kitty the beauty is a of the internet. You can given name. There was a baseball player with Kitty as his middle name, George Kitty Bransfield. Oh, Aww. Kitty was his nickname. His middle name was Edward. Yeah, I mean. Sully in Monsters, Inc. was also Kitty. He died in 1947. Oh. Dude, was Kitty more popular then? I don't feel like I'm hearing a lot of kitties nowadays. 
I think the place you gotta go is babynames.com and they'll tell you everything about uh, the Kitty Kitty. Carter was an 18th century prostitute in the 2017 television series Harlots. I have And Frank that. had an imaginary friend named Kitty. Aww. Uh, there's a character in Danny Phantom a- named Kitty. Really? Kitty Bell from Sailor Moon. Well, here's a question. Do you think Kitty Foreman... Of that 70s show fame is a cat. It is. Catherine Ann Foreman. Huh. There you go. Okay, so your first guess wasn't totally off. All right. Kitty Pride from X-Men. Her name is Catherine Ann. What's yeah. with all the Catherine Anns? Catherine Anns. <laughs> okay, so like Catherine's with a C can also be a kitty? I don't know about that. Mm, but then do you spell it with a C? You would, that's, not, that's not correct. Hello Kitty? Oh, is she a Catherine, do you think? Hello, Hello Kitty? Hello Kitty Catherine. White? <laughs> Hello Catherine. Okay, well, Hello Kitty is an actual... Well, wait a minute. No, there's... Here's Kitty the White. Thing. Hello Kitty is a girl, right? She's not a yeah. cat, apparently. No, she's a cat. Cat girl. That's what I always thought, but I, I heard somewhere or read somewhere that she's actually a girl. How's she a girl? She's, she's got whiskers. I don't understand it either. I, in my mind, she's a cat, and all her friends are whatever animal they're meant to be. Penguins, right. dogs, whatever. <laughs> what are you talking about? So, like, the penguins <laughs> Hello, are, kitty like, lore. If, a, if it's a male penguin, or what it... Oh, wait. Sonrio depicts Hello Kitty as a young female uh, gajinka of a Japanese bobtail cat. Oh, sorry, a bobtail Bob- cat. <laughs> Wait, she has a twin sister, Mimi? She has a yellow bow. Okay. Both born November 1st. Nationality, British-Japanese. I did not know that they were half British. Yeah, me neither. It was a... Hello Kitty never speaks English, does she? Does she sound like Peppa Pig? Oh, yes. Daddy! <laughs> Please don't do that ever again. <laughs> um... Uh, Kitty Sanchez, a character in Arrested Development. Probably also a Catherine. Okay, so it looks like Kitty's all Catherines. So you're thinking this is Catherine Kudo, the wife of Jimothy Kudo? <laughs> I don't know why we're going with a wife. Maybe. But the sister? You think, sister? The, you think, yeah, you think she... Booker had, had another a, go? Had a daughter? Okay. Seems a little old. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe it was before Jimmy slash Shinichi was born. Wait, so he's like had a secret sister this whole time? This is nonsense. That would be great. Um, Oshoyama should write that in. Alright. So, Anyways, welcome Kitty Kudo. <laughs> welcome Kitty. I'm sure we're making, making sure they get their money's worth. Alright, Kitty. Explain your name sometime, please. The hot debate will be running within the case reopened fandom. <laughs> we have a fandom? I don't know. Why not? <laughs> you think we don't have a fandom? I don't know either way. <laughs> I think we have a fandom. Do we have anybody on Twitter named Kitty that follows us? That's a question. Uh, Hello Kitty account does not follow us. Darn. <laughs> 
I don't think we know Kitty, but thank you for subscribing. It means a lot. And I guess now we'll talk about the episode. The Bay of Revenge. It sounds so. a lot more ominous than what the episode... Well, the episode's kind of scary and suspenseful. The episode opens with Kogoro remarking what a nice sunset it is. And Ron agrees, but then reminds him that they're stuck on the side of a cliff due to Kogoro renting a cheap car that broke down. A man that owns a nearby... Uh, is it Villa? or It's Villa, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, a man that owns a nearby Villa appears and asks why they're here. Kegaro explains the situation, and the man recognizes him as the famous detective. Um, so they're, they're a bit far out. Um, but I like how Kegaro's reput- reputation just precedes him. Uh, I mean, it leads to some entertaining stuff later on. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, also, this whole, like, the car breaking down, this has happened so often. I feel like Japan should really think about this as a Detective Conan tour. Like, part of your tour is, <laughs> involves your car breaking down, and then you get swept up into some mystery. So, yeah, this is a filler case. I, I would be very interested in, like, the number of filler cases that revolve around uh, Kegra's car breaking down. And how like often it happens in manga. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like it's pretty commonly in both. It's like the worst car trouble. Well, yeah, because he rents cheap cars, apparently. And then, like, even if his car's okay, like, the tires get slashed. <laughs> or, there's always some reason why he can't leave. Yeah. Because they can't have a normal family road trip. And they keep trying. You know, just stay <laughs> home. Why spread your death to every other city? Like, he, he must be taking these kids out of school often. They're going on these trips. Like, every through season. a thousand episodes, like, is there a single prefecture of Japan that hasn't been targeted by the menace named Kogoro? Mm, we'll have to find out. So, the 62-year-old, who is named Tachibana Kinsuke, whose initials are TK. Hmm. Which I found funny. Uh... <laughs> Introduces himself and says he's a lawyer in Tokyo. Kogoro knows the name and Conan says he's a lawyer that would do anything for money. Tachibana is joined by his secretary, Sakuraba, who is 29. He tells Sakuraba to help Kogoro get in touch with a repair shop and invites him to his villa for the time being as he'd love to hear his stories. What a guy. Everybody's a fan of Kogoro. Apparently. Like they're like, oh, Kogoro, you, you know, you're broken. Like the way that he approaches him at first, he's like, "What are you doing?" And this is not a parking lot or whatever. He says something like he's really gruff with him at first, and then all of a sudden, as soon as Kogoro introduces himself, it's like, "Oh yes, come into my villa." Uh, we then see an old dog that greets everybody, and his name is Johan with a Y, not a J, a Y. Yes, very important. So, later. Uh, let's look up the name Johan here. It's a male name, unlike Kitty. Um, <laughs> it is most commonly a nickname for Yodeler. Weird. Okay. Oh, I, okay. Made that, I made that up. I was like, where are you going? <laughs> is it a nickname for Johansburg? So, Johan in Sanskrit means gift. There's also another name for Lord Vishnu. I don't know who Lord Vishnu is. But shout out, I guess, unless he's bad. Then, like, um, no shout out? 
I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not even gonna take a guess. Oh, I, he's a snake. He's a Hindu god. Hindu. It looks like okay. god of preservation. Oh, he's the blue one. He's the blue you'd, one. <laughs> you'd know. He's got the hand. I think he was on an Offspring cover. <laughs> um, pretty sure. But Can you, you tell you, neither you, one of us are Hindu? You'd he's know him if you saw him. He's the blue one. Well, are they all blue? No. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying. I think I think you knew Vishnu if you saw him. He's got yeah. a cool like headdress. Have you looked him up? You open the Google machines. Bring up Vishnu. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool. Sometimes he has like a lot of arms. Oh, okay, yeah. So, yeah. It's pretty chill. There's one where he's like sitting on some clouds, laid back. Yeah, it's cool. So, shout out to Vishnu, I guess. Um, anyhow, in uh, the Sir- uh, Syrian, I guess, uh, meaning is God is merciful. It is also the shortened version of the Hebrew word Yohanan, meaning Yahweh. Is it Yahweh? That's Yahweh. Say, right? yeah. Yahweh is gracious. Okay. Notable people with the name include Yohan. <laughs> I can't tell. <laughs> So there's a a, a, a Tunisia. I don't know. I, these are so many countries there. There's a uh, French football player, a Jamaican athlete, a Sri Lankan cricketer. Oh yeah, all the all the people named Johan. Johan Tavares, the bad guy in Monster. Not to be confused with Johannes. Oh yeah, that's a totally different name. It is. There's a lot of cool Johannes's though. Like, uh, I had, to, I had to make sure I wasn't like, <laughs> you go down to like the people and it has like a one sentence thing. And I didn't want to like read a Johannes that wound up being like, like famed serial killer or something and like give them a shot. Uh, shout out to Johannes Muhammad, who's an Ethiopian long distance runner, born 1948, competed in the 1972 and 1980 Summer Olympics. Nice. Very cool. So yeah. I don't know. There's some the cones hint for the next episode is the dog's name. So I was like, okay, we're gonna learn about Johan here. Yeah. We have to take and some I I feel like we're no closer. Um <laughs> there's also a twenty ten Norwegian film called Johan the Child Wanderer. Okay. Yeah, I can't say I've seen it. That came out after this episode. Um in nineteen ninety six a Greek cargo ship called Johan uh, was involved in a collision during a human smuggling operation off Sicily on Christmas, of all days. And they didn't make a movie of that? No. Uh, so Johan the Child Wanderer was made simultaneously in English and Norwegian. Oh, Came out right. in 2010. Box office of $1,330,000. Uh, the budget was thirty-five million in okay. I guess that's the Norwegian currency, the knock. You know? Oh yeah. <laughs> you ever been in Norway? No, I did. I no. I was close enough, but not not quite. What do you mean close enough? Where were you close to Norway? At? Oh, I went to Sweden and Finland. Okay. Just didn't go to Norway. <laughs> Damn, leaving them off the uh, list. Okay. I didn't mean to. Sorry, Norway. I'll make it one day. All right. I, I 
I do not feel like we're closer to cracking the Johan myth. Really? Um, I think try. that we've got the case pretty much fully figured out by now. But uh, remember the name Johan, I guess it's a clue coming up. Now, did you take a look at the wiki, what they say, what breed of dog? Labradoodle, yes. Do you agree with that? I have no clue what it is. Oh, okay. Do you think <laughs> it's a Labradoodle? I think he's too, like his fur isn't curly enough to be a Labradoodle. Um, so I was looking at other dog breeds because I feel like there was there is one that looks maybe more like this, and the the one I came up with was Golden Tibetan Terrier. Okay. Because there's some that are uh, that look more beige, like Johan does. So I'm like, okay, I, I'm thinking that because Labrador I, just isn't doesn't look. I like do that. like how it's never mentioned, but like they very confidently put down Labradoodle on the. That's right. Detective Kennewick. And like they they asked uh, Tachibana about the dog, and he's like, "Yeah, I have no clue what breed it is." And this person's like, "Labradoodle." <laughs> Um, and it turns out that the caretaker found Johanna as a stray, so maybe he's mixed. Maybe maybe he's part Labradoodle and part um, Tibetan, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, he's more than likely probably a mixed breed, but but we'll go with whatever. <laughs> he serves as a watchdog at the house. They then enjoy an expensive fish dinner, and we meet the caretaker, a 50-year-old named Yeko. I'm not going to Google their name. <laughs> That'd be a really annoying thing if, like, every name we just went down the, the Wikipedia page for it. Well, we would have to start at the beginning. Okay, Shinichi Kudo right. means... Conan comes from the author Conan. <laughs> Arthur Conan Doyle. Thank you. Edgawa comes from the mystery author something. Uh, what was uh, it? Edgawa? Ringo? No, not Ringo. <laughs> Ringo, <laughs> Ringo. Edgawa Ringo Star. Yeah, that, that's it. So Tachibana's wife Yuki then makes her entrance, and she's like, "I need some wine." And then Kibura is like, "We're drinking the finest wine of Japan, sake." Yeah, nobody laughs, or do people laugh? And it was like, I feel like the joke didn't land. So the doorbell rings, and it's Sugimura, a female accountant at the firm. She wants to talk to Itachi Bana and says they received another letter today from TK. And I was like, that's Tachibana's uh, initials. So I guess he's just writing himself letters. <laughs> but he looks worried. Dear introduces... TK, how was your day today? <laughs> he introduces her to Mori and she joins the dinner. While Kegro is told that the auto shop won't get the parts in that they need until tomorrow. Thankfully, Tachibana invites them in for the night while Yuki t- takes the phone and she says oh repairman take all the time you need and then she like floats with Kagura I think what are we, what are we putting up here because uh, she then abruptly leaves because it seemed like she was trying to like like woo Kagura here for a second yeah I, I felt like they were really playing up that archetype of sort of like uh, unsatisfied rich like wife but like if you're unsatisfied like you think Kogoro is gonna be the one to satisfy Yanni obviously Yuki thought so but Kogoro was I don't think he was into her I forget it was weird maybe because she's like uh she's like older than him she's 43 Kogoro only likes the younger one 
Right. He likes, you know, the one, the 20 year olds. Interesting. So, um, Conan and Kogoro enjoy a fancy bath, and they then overhear Tachibana screaming at his accountant, asking if she's stealing money. She explains that he's not watching his wife spending, and she says, I heard your wife was getting revenge on you. Hurry up and get a divorce, or give me some of that money you're making behind your back. So, uh, a lot of drama here, and then she very uh, appropriately says, before you're murdered by TK. Hmm. And then at this point, you're like, okay, I guess it's not Tachibana. Why yeah. would he murder himself? Well, that's just suicide. I mean, Kogoro well, we have the expert believes here. that happens like every other episode. <laughs> so, what do you think here? We have a lot of people arguing about money here. Um, did anybody strike you as suspicious off the bat? Not yet. Later on, something happens. One of the characters uh, says something that made me think, oh, that's suspicious. Uh, but so far, I'm thinking, okay, we're setting up a lot of uh, like these ideas, planting seeds, sort of, okay, people want revenge, people want money. So I'm, I'm thinking we're just kind of laying the basis for potentially some... Um, uh, justifications for why this guy might die. Boy, does he die. Um, the accountant <laughs> leaves and Tachibana asks his secretary if he has any dirt on her yet. He then smacks him for talking back to him and he makes fun of him for failing the bar exam. Poor guy. The next morning, Kegura wakes up as Conan and Ron are playing with Johan. Tachibana leaves to go fishing and promises plenty of fish for dinner and says they're welcome to stay here as long as they need as he enjoys their company. Famous last words. <laughs> I like you, Kogoro. You can stay. Imagine that's your final farewell to the world. Uh, Johan begins barking as the others have lunch. The caretaker says that's because she hasn't taken him out on a walk yet. Secretary explains that he has to go soon. He has business in Tokyo, so Kogoro, Ron, and Conan offer to take Johan for a walk with them, or walk for them. Hilariously, Johan is just running as fast as he can, pulling an exhausted Kogoro forward. Uh, this is good comedy. Yeah, I was just about to say, this is the comedy of the episode. Kogoro with animals. Yeah, okay. He tries to lick Kogoro, which is fun, and Ron's like, oh, you're getting along so well. They then watch a boat down below, and Johan begins chasing and barking it, and Conan wonders if Johan knew the person in it, who was wearing a red hat. Suspicious. Johan knows what's up. They return and eat once again. They just are non-stop munching during this episode. <laughs> Enjoying the view, and that's when they spot a capsized boat, which the caretaker says is Tachibana's boat. Kagero has her call the police as they rush toward it. The police pull Tachibana's body out of the ocean, although, he, I don't know, maybe it's just bad, like, animation, but he looks completely dry. He does <laughs> not, like, his hair looks fine, there's no, like, wetness on his clothes, and we're supposed to believe he drowned. <laughs> like, yeah. what are you... 
Like, if you go to the wiki, Detective Hammond wiki page, they show, like, him on, like, pulled out from there. And he's just not wet at all. There's nothing there <laughs> that makes it seem like he drowned. Like, right. just very poorly. Like, his hair I don't looks even know fun. what to say about that. <laughs> like, his shirt's not damp, it's light. Like, it's a light blue color. It didn't even get dark yeah. from him, like, I don't know. It's, his hair looks, <laughs> you know, fluffy in places. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's really poorly done. Like, they just... He looks quite peaceful, actually. Yeah, it doesn't look like he just had a nap. He looks like he got poisoned or something and, like, just died semi-peacefully and, like, wasn't drowning. But, uh, yeah. Not the greatest animation there from, uh, the, the Conan workers, but, hey, it happens. Uh, we then meet our officer of the episode, Officer Noki of the Chiba Police Force. What do you think of this guy? <laughs> he was such a caricature. You think he's cool? Uh, he's fine. <laughs> the real, the real, like, star is the detective he brings in. The other guy, yeah. Detective Baba. Yeah, we'll so, get to him. Like, I, I just realized Inoki's 28 years old, whereas the other, uh, who was he, the secretary? Yeah, Tachibana's his secretary is 29. I'm supposed to believe that <laughs> this guy's younger than the young-looking secretary? I don't know. I don't see it. Hey. S- some people look old from, like, 20, you know? It happens. I guess. They return... Oh, sorry. I almost had them eating again because I read at the wrong spot. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh, so, Conan asks about Tachibana's life jacket not being on. Uh, okay, maybe that's why he's a bit dry. I mean, I'm just trying to make excuses for them. <laughs> maybe he had it on and then it was removed, like, after he was, like, not in the I don't know, they said they pulled him out of the water. I don't know, I'm just trying to find some logic here to him being dry. But, um, Noki says that many fishermen take off their life jacket when it gets hot out. And that leads to unfortunate accidents. Oops. Another local fisherman, Inuyama Hiroshi, who is actually the person that loaned Tachibana his boat and runs a boat rental shop, uh, says he warned Tachibana to watch out for the spring tide. And he says, he's, he's like, man, this is depressing. <laughs> this sucks. Conan believes Tachibana didn't remove the life jacket himself. He then brings up that there was an, uh, sorry. Uh, what the fuck's this guy's name? Hiroshi then brings up that another boat was stolen recently from his shop, and that children saw a man wearing a red cap on the boat. Ken brings up that it was the boat that Johan chased earlier. So Ron gives some information to the detective, and it turns out that it was headed toward Tachibana, so Noki's extra bothered by it. The caretaker then says that it might have been the man that came to the villa once before and explains that a man wearing a red baseball cap visited Tachibana two months ago. They were arguing and wound up leaving on bad terms. The police later go to Tachibana's villa and the dog barks constantly at them. We then meet the extremely tall Chief Baba Mm -hmm. of the the, uh, Chiba police. 
And they just like, I love how they pan the camera up to him. They make him seem like seven feet tall. Where it's like, they just scroll up to his head and there he is. What do you think of old Baba here? He's the man. No, yeah. Again, what a character. So I guess the idea was to make him as big as his namesake. Like I was just looking earlier. Oh, like Giant Baba, the wrestler? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Chief Baba says he wants to observe Kogoro's deductions. And Inoki says that, oh, 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 here we go. Inoki, okay, so now I figure it out. Now I know why he looks old, too. Okay, so yeah, Detective Baba is based off Giant Baba. And then Detective Inoki is based off Antonio Inoki, mm-hmm. who was another pro wrestler. He eventually became a like politician in Japan as well. But now he's kind of like disgraced. But yeah, they're definitely named after Giant Baba and Antonio Inoki. Yeah. So. See, we figured it out. There Me being go. a Japanese pro wrestling nerd. Purosu, if you will. Um, uh, it's finally paying off on him. <laughs> finally. putting your knowledge to good use here. But yeah, because he does... Antonio Inoki has like a very similar face. I don't know. If you want to Google him really mm-hmm. quick... He yeah. has a very similar, like, bone structure oh, to definitely. the guy. Although he's definitely not, like, 28. It's a very distinct face. And if you look at him, you're like, okay, yeah, he definitely looked old when he was 28. <laughs> Imagine that whoever came up with this episode purely did it just to introduce these two characters into the show. Like, I'm a really big pro wrestling fan. Like, he had a very prominent chin, um, for sure. You can kind of see that in... This and Noki. Once oh, you, you can definitely see it. Yeah, once you mentioned the Baba's name, I was like, oh, yeah, that's definitely him. Um, yeah, so that's definitely Antonio and Noki there. I wonder if they're from Chiba. Oh, wouldn't that be fun? Uh, it's Bill from Tokyo. So I guess not, but uh, yeah, there you go. The more you know, Japanese wrestling. So, uh, this was fun here because they kind of play with Chiba being a distance away from, uh, where Kogoro is. And, like, (laughs) the word of Kogoro has spread, but it's, like, telephone, where, like, small details get changed, and then other details that are true get blended in to, like, significantly, uh, change what happened. So it's really fun. Um, Inoki says that Mori is famous here, too, and Baba says, oh, yeah. I'm excited to see him. He solves the case while dancing to Yoko Okino songs. <laughs> and Inoki says that he's the dancing Kogoro. Fantastic. It's like the alter ego we all never knew we wanted. Yeah, that that seems like way better than what we got. <laughs> like just imagine how much extra work Kona would have to go through. He has like a boombox he sets up so the music's playing. He has to, like, get a whole contraption from Agasa to where he can, like, kind of, like... <laughs> like, maneuver Like, he's Kogo? a puppet, yeah, and, like, move his like, arms guess, around. Yeah, he'd have to still knock him out, I guess, because Kogo cannot uh, possibly have any intervention in... So it's like a weekend at Bernie's thing where he's <laughs> moving him to make it seem like he's dancing. Oh, that'd be so good. He al- he already sort of does that. Like, when he gets Kogoro in yeah, a sitting yeah. position, he'll move his arm and Kogoro will, like, push something. So, it turns out that sleeping pills were detected in the body of Tachibana. 
He fell unconscious and then fell inside the ocean. They asked him if Tachibana was suicidal, but Ron doesn't believe so. The caretaker then returns home and says she'll prepare dinner immediately because these people have to eat. Yeah, they haven't eaten in an hour. Uh, she starts answering the police's uh, the police's questions and describes the sandwich Tachibana ate like in surprising <laughs> detail. I don't know if this if this winds up being important to the case. My bad, but I was not going to list these ingredients. So she's like, one pickle. There was a thing of lettuce in there. There's two buns. It's like, why are we going into this detail? And then they're like, that's exactly what we saw on our end too. Okay. <laughs> Watching this episode, I did not realize how centric food was, but now like you keep mentioning it. Uh, it turns out that Sakuraba handed the sandwich to him. Like, oh, okay. The sandwich, huh? There was uh, one pickle and a tomato. So Sakuraba then shows up and says he's in Tokyo before hearing about the death. He's told about the sleeping pills and Kagura suspects the man in the red cap. Kind of then brings up the letters, and Sakuraba reveals that Tachibana had been receiving threats lately. They all read the same. If you still want your job as a lawyer, prepare three million yen. And they were signed by TK. Hmm. They then find a diary entry that says, You are the one who committed the crime, yet you threatened me, the one who made you innocent. You are a helpless villain. Sakuraba then says he doesn't know who, 2K, uh, who uh, TK might be, and that Tachibana wasn't forthcoming with information, instead trying to hide it after he found one of the notes in the office. We then meet one of the Tachibana firm members here, um, a 45-year-old named Fujisawa Fumio. I do not believe that's a wrestler. Um, he's asked about Tachibana's wife, and says she is with her relatives. Did she just, like, fuck off for the rest of the episode? <laughs> I don't remember her being... Like, she, I think she comes back at the very end for the okay. production show. So, uh, meanwhile, Sugimura is gone as she has weekends off and they can't get in touch with her. Okay. Uh, did the... You, you mentioned that somebody said something suspicious. Has that happened yet? It has. So, the part when um, the housekeeper, caretaker, whatever we want to call her... She said, when she mentioned that there was a pickle on the sandwich, and you're like, yeah, he that's likes it. pickles ill. That's you a big pickle it. eater? Yeah, pickle Colleen. eater. <laughs> um, it was when she said, oh, that's Tachibana's boat. My first instinct was, how could she recognize it from so far away? And then when later we find out it's a rental, I was like even more suspicious, because like, that just means that it's not... Maybe he, like, rents the same boat each time. I don't know. Yeah, but you'd think, like, my thought process was, oh, I don't remember what color the boat was. I was surprised it was a rental, though. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I just felt like, okay, how... Also, when it was capsized. That is very specific. Like, you're only seeing, like, part of the boat there. Yeah. And it's not like these boats look, like, super unique. Yeah, so that's what I thought. Like, okay, this kind of reminds me of, and we've seen this before in the show, where like the person who ends up being the culprit makes a remark like this, and it's sort of like because they want Conan and the other characters to think a certain way. But But she's also like 
She, <laughs> this caretaker looks like she's gone through some rough times, man. You really think she's out here murdering people? Well, no. Like she, out of all the characters, she seemed the sweetest and most innocent. Because everyone else, she just, just wants sort of... to cook. And Colleen's like murderer. <laughs> yes, I'm... she's like I put a pickle on it and I made the sandwich with love. Did you find that in his stomach? And Colleen's like, all they found was murder. Yeah, those are the key elements of a murderer. Uh, the next morning, we then see the police find the abandoned boat, and just so has it, the red caps in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, just uh, so, just to finish off my thought, um, my suspicion, like the whole, like, oh, her recognizing the boat, didn't actually factor into the case at all, so it was sort of pointless of me to there think There you that. go. <laughs> so Ron recognizes it as the one they saw during their walk, and as as you do... Uh, the cap just says then his name on it, Kamada. Well, yeah, I mean, don't you have I do love, a cap I, with your name on it? I love the idea of stealing a boat, committing crimes, while wearing a hat with your name on it. <laughs> like, this is so ridiculous and, like, so clearly a setup. Like, come on. <laughs> no one will ever figure me out. It's either that or he's the worst criminal. Like, you know, they they talk about this guy and he's like, you know, we were at a disadvantage, but we managed to get him off the hook. Maybe it's because he's always wearing a hat and committing crimes or wearing the hat with his name on it. So he's like, it's like the O.J. Simpson defense where he's like, if the cap doesn't fit, you must acquit. <laughs> he has him putting on the hat and it does like clearly fit, but he's like, can't put it on. And it's like, okay. And to boot, it's red, so it's not even like a... Yeah, it's of... arrest me red. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a, look at me, red, I'm committing a crime. Yeah, this dude was wearing MAGA hats before it was uh, popular. What a bastard. So <laughs> Fujisawa says that one of Tachibana's clients was named Kamada. And that he took a case five years ago and he wound up being acquitted despite being at a disadvantage, and he's like, oh, what was his first name? Oh, it was Tatsuya. Uh-huh. TK. Well, it's more like KT, kind of. I don't know. They say TK. KT or Kitty? Oh, no. <laughs> how did we get on? Oh, yeah. The... <laughs> I almost forgot how we got on Kitty, but it's Kitty Kudo, of course. I was like, how's that coming back? Um... What if she's the murderer? Oh, no. I don't know. It might be a guy. I don't know. I'm assuming a lot. Catherine? So, Kogro <laughs> says that is likely the TK that they're looking for and their suspect. I don't know why I paused it. That's likely their suspect. Kogro, Baba, and Anoki. <laughs> Kogro and the two wrestlers, they then leave to fetch the man who lives 25 minutes away. You cannot name a character Baba and not expect me to laugh every time he's mentioned. Conan also comes with them since he saw the man with the baseball cap. He's like, I'm a witness. <laughs> <laughs> nice. They ring the doorbell, but they get no answer. Nosy Conan, though, he's like, this door is unlocked. Let's go in. So he swings the door open. And they find old TK there having hung himself. That's not good. Well, what were they expecting him to just be sitting around having tea? Hey, what's up? I'm TK. <laughs> oh, I was looking for that hat. <laughs> oh, Thanks. you found my hat. That's my crime hat. Oh, 
I mean, that's my lucky hat. <laughs> uh, so the episode ends with the main suspect dead, and Conan is just shocked by all the suspense. Dang, he has to start all over again. So, Colleen, what'd you think of The Bay of Revenge Part 1, Detective Conan, Episode 215? Oh, it was... I was just, like, overdosing on suspense in this episode. Yeah? Two incidents at a faraway place? <laughs> yes, everything. Everything was just so overwhelming. Well, at least there won't be an incident next episode, because then they'd have to say three incidents at a faraway place. Mm-hmm. And Conan would never lie to us, even though he's countless times not shown us things that he's found in closets. Sorry to interrupt, but Google, um, I went back to the Labradoodle tab I have open, uh-huh. and it says, people also ask, is a Labradoodle a good dog? What's a bad dog? <laughs> a cross between the nation's much-loved Labrador and Poodle breeds, Labradoodles are kind and affectionate. An ideal family dog. High energy, these active dogs are best suited to families who can take them for long, interesting walks of up to an hour a day. See, up that's to, why he was barking. You cannot surpass that. The dog will you... not go any further than one hour. He'll say, screw this, take me back. You can carry me. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to sit down. Here. Oh, man. Kota's done that on me. He's a dick. <laughs> He'll just refuse to walk, and then it's like... Well, I'm not waiting here for you, dudes. So I just pick them up. But, uh, yeah. So, final thoughts, Colleen, on... Uh, on Labradoodles? On, and Labradoodles. <laughs> if we can get a bonus. Well, the Colleen's Dog Corner of the Day. Oh, yeah. That's what everybody Everybody's wants. Everybody's favorite segment. Yeah. Colleen's Dog Corner. Well, there's not much to say about the fashion. <gasps> no, sorry. Episode. Colleen's Canine Corner. Oh, yeah. A little alliteration there. Um, That's why I'm a writer. <laughs> uh, so, beca- because I do want to touch base on this, I feel like the poodle mixes are taking over the dog world. Like it's the la- what was the the last one I saw was like a husky poodle mix, and I forget what it's called. Like, husky poo, I think. I was just like, what? How That's does that ridiculous. work? But anyways, uh, back to the episode. Uh, yeah, I thought this was not bad. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It was sort of like in that mid-range. Uh, it really felt like an anime original kind of knockoff type of episode. Um, we had some uh, good comedy from Kogoro as al- always. Um, and Kogoro. Oh, have you seen like the little Pomeranian huskies? The Pomsky? Oh my gosh, yes. They're really cute. <laughs> yeah, I'm a fan of the, the breeds that are like the huskies, the malamutes, the Pomeranian the little, oh, the little, a little Pomeranian with the, the Shibas, husky markings. The Spitzes, I like those dogs. I saw, a, I saw a Shiba Corgi mix. So just, oh. a, little, a little dork. That's just a Shiba with short legs. I know. These, yeah. Shibas have curled tails, right? Yeah. Oh, imagine that, a Corgi with a curled tail, too. What were we talking about? The episode. The episode. It was good. Or is it okay? Fine. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was good. Um, I think this is definitely one that um, benefits from, you know, watching it back to back as one. I'm just looking does. at Palmskis on Instagram now, not it's to okay. derail this. I'll, I'll just finish. I, want, I gotta give a shout out to this Palmski real quick. Um, <laughs> so it's Maya, that's M-Y-A, the Palmski on Instagram. It's red. 
and it's like the most adorable little guy her she girl (laughs) (laughs) she's like um she's like uh, she looks like a fox Mm -hmm. yeah although uh that's not good it hasn't been updated since 2019 Uh, maya might be dead (laughs) Why do you go to the most morbid possibility? Maybe Maya's just... Well, there's so many posts and it just suddenly stops, which doesn't seem great. Like, I saw it was a Christmas thing, and I was like, oh, that's not great. Maybe, you know, they just wanted to retire from showbiz. Not Showbiz isn't the right word. I, I guess, are we just hoping the, the, the owner died? No. <laughs> That's not what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah, as long as Maya's fine, we're all good. I mean, I, I haven't seen the owner yet. I'm really open here for the dog. Oh, she's so cute. All right. Continue with the, the uh, <laughs> final <laughs> thoughts. I'll stop talking about possibly dead Pomskis. <laughs> possibly perished Pomskis. Oh, man. Um, what else was I going to say about this episode? Um, yeah, I thought the intrigue was pretty good. Like, I was like, okay, what's happening? What is this backstory all about? Where are we going? So, lots of questions, and I thought the ending to part one was uh, good, too. Like, anything that gets Conan surprised, you know, has to be, um, a good mystery, because Conan's usually on the ball for most stuff, so the fact that he was kind of derailed, uh, it just means that we're hopefully in for an interesting part two so yeah um i uh i don't know what else to say because the pomskis are much more interesting (laughs) okay so i googled maya the pomsky dead and it led it led me to one of those like just seo computer generated sites and the description says does maya the pomsky dead or alive as per our current database, Maya the Pomsky is still alive. As oh, per Wikipedia, okay. last update, May 10th, 2020. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> what about Maya the Pomsky's owner? Is dead? Oh, okay, it said Maya... <laughs> this is from celebsbirthdaytoday.com. Maya the Pomsky has, an age, has, has a page here. It says current age would be eight years old. Okay. And Pomsky's... Like, was born December 22nd, 2013. She's a little dog, so she'll probably live to the ripe old age of 18 or more. I don't know about that. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, Wait, well, obviously, okay. this proves so, I do not spend enough time on the internet. The way this, the way this site's like auto-populated, it goes, Maya the Pomsky dating? According to our records, Maya the Pomsky is probably single and not dating anyone currently. Maya the Pomsky has not been previously engaged. People have a lot of time on their hands. No. Because they just put the name and they autofill all this bullshit. And now it goes, Maya the Pomsky's height not available and weight unknown right now. Maya the Pomsky's shoe size is four. Like, okay, okay, dress size 8? Where is this coming from? It's a dog, man. <sighs> You're confusing me with this conversation. Dog size. Or not dog size, shoe size. 
Now, do dogs wear shoes or do they wear booties? <laughs> I thought you were going to make a pun. You didn't even have a joke. Right. No, I didn't. <laughs> it wasn't going anywhere. Uh, Tyler, what's your thoughts on the episodes? <laughs> I thought it was pretty interesting. I liked the show. I'm just <laughs> looking at this dog now. Um, yeah, Bay of Revenge. This podcast has gone off the Was it ever on the rails? We spent like eight minutes talking about the name Kitty to begin with. Yeah, well, we have to even it out. We talked about cats and now we have to talk about dogs. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, yeah, I thought this was a good start. Um, especially for filler. It didn't feel like a filler. It felt fine. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, mean, I, I have Detective no Detective Conan thoughts. filler is like usually pretty solid. I've been watching a lot of Naruto lately and oh my god, the filler there. It's just like, what a waste of time. So at least like this stuff's like usually a fun case. I thought this was interesting. Um, I'm intrigued to learn more about Johan's name and where that comes from. Um, I'm excited to find out why this guy wasn't wet after he drowned. <laughs> Prepare we'll to be disappointed. Not get an answer there. Um, why the other? Why two TKs have died? Wait, one's KT. Okay, okay. Tachibana was a KT. Because he's Kensuke Tachibana. But the other guy's Tatsuya Kumo. Wait, didn't they have the family name last? Wait, so. Oh god, who would be TK? I don't know. It's too much to guess. Alright. <laughs> TK, we'll figure that out next episode. But yeah, Antonio Noki, Giant Bomba, there we go. So. Gee, I don't know why we don't see them after this two parter. We, I would bring them back. Oh yeah? I feel like there For are sure. other detectives I would bring back before I would bring back these two. Like the, uh, like the Detective Go-Go guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know who I'm talking about, right? Yes. <laughs> Wait, do you? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you know. The guy that was like the Inspector Gadget. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. It was a Detective Boys episode. Yeah, it was on like a train. Yes. I don't remember his name. He's cool, though. Let's call him Detective Gogo. Detective Gogo. So, there's my great thoughts. There's cool. (laughs) So, um, let's give a thanks to the people dumb enough to give us money, um, which we greatly appreciate. So, special thanks to medium-sized Jeffrey, Ryan Self, William Lee, Gage, and Kitty you guys are the greatest, so thank, thank you. Thank you all. Hopefully you uh, will enjoy this, you know, almost hour-long <laughs> podcast where we talk about all sorts of things that have nothing to do with the episode. No, no, they all have to do with this because the next Conan Sent Colleen is Dolph's name. Yes, that's right. You <laughs> you wanted to pay We went in-depth on Gohan. Yeah. Okay. Vishnu, remember that? How was can I the forget? Other name? Or was that Kitty? No, that, no, that was <laughs> Johan, right? <laughs> Where did Vishnu Johan. come? We covered a lot during this podcast. I'm sorry. Um, so yeah, next episode, Detective Conan, episode 216, The Bay of Revenge, part two. Maybe we'll be on like more on topic then. Probably. Probably not. Okay. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening. And remember, when truth always prevails. <laughs> <laughs>